0: Good morning. Good morning. This is WAMJ Digital Broadcasting and your host today of course is Janice and um, we have two wonderful guests on today that I'm going to introduce in just a few moments. But of course today's date is October 9th 2019 and we're so happy to have you to tune in with us on today. Also, I'd like to give off from the very beginning, if you would like to join in our conversation, our discussions, and our communication, please dial in to 888-627-6008. Again, that's 888-627-6008. And of course, you know, we like to get started off with um, a prayer. And... Today, that prayer is, be thankful. Look around you, the blessings abound, the smiles of children, the beauty of a glorious sunset, the comfort of a warm bed at night, small and great. There are plenty of reasons to say to God, thank you. And this was taken out of the uh, devotional book, Diamonds in the Dust." By Joni Tata. And um, what I'd like to do now is to um, bring in uh, our guest. Our first guest, of course, will be Dr. Gail Young, and I'm going to let her uh, tell you a little bit more about herself um, in the introduction. Dr. Young. Good morning, Janice. Thank you so much for um, coming on our show on today, and you need to let our audience know more about you.
1: All right, great. My name is Gail Young. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I am a wellness practitioner, a holistic wellness practitioner. I don't do my job and run my clinic just because I think that health is something I should do, but I do it because I lost my health. Um, several years ago, I was bedridden on 22 medications. I had a brain tumor, tumors down the left side of my body, fibromyalgia, lupus, many autoimmune diseases. I was in utter despair. I felt hopeless, like there was nowhere to t- Traditional medicine was failing me, and I could not find the root cause. As I began to delve deep, Janice, into what was going on in my emotional life, I realized that the unforgiveness that I was holding, some of the hurt was actually affecting my body. And so over a course of time, I would heal from 22 medications, walk away from 15 medical doctors, and have my health restored. And so at that time, I thought, this must mean something to me that the Lord allowed me to have this experience. So I began to focus solely on my health. And that led me to not return to the practice of law, but to use the strategies that I was trained in in law to be strategic in analyzing a problem or situation and solving it and apply that to health. And so I went back to school And became certified to be a holistic wellness practitioner. And I started my practice, Laughter in Your Belly Wellness. And that that name, Laughter in Your Belly Wellness, that's what I was lacking, Laughter in My Belly. And I got that from reading Proverbs 31 and 25, where the Word of God says that strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the future. And I found joy in laughing and healing. And so I named that the practice. That's my foundation in the practice before we do a deep cleanse or even talk about nourishment. It's what's going on in thought life and your self-love life.
0: Let me ask you a question, uh, Dr. Young. Uh can you just elaborate a little bit on when you were you talked about you were bedridden and uh just a whole list of, of diagnoses that uh, most people probably would not or may not survive from. I mean that's a that's a lot. You have a fascinating story. Thank you. And can you just elaborate on that? Um, What was going on during that time when you said you were bedridden? And what was one of the very first signs or symptoms that you were on a spiral downward health-wise?
1: Janice, the symptom was something we ignore every day. And it was that I had developed the ability to stay up. 18, 19, 20 hours a day, we were running a very business busy, busy uh, legal practice, and I would pride myself on the fact that I could get to the office at 6 a.m. and walk out sometimes at 2 a.m., come home, do what I had to do for my family and myself, and be back for 6.30 or 7. I took pride in that. I thought it meant that I was productive energetic, focused. And slowly, that began to cause me to have more migraine headaches. And those migraine headaches, I couldn't control them and go to sleep because I was taking extra medicine for them. Then I had been a marathoner and a juicer and a vegetarian, and I was no longer desiring those foods because the longer I stayed up, the more salty and being sweet because actually I was under tremendous, just about not getting my rest. Because so right. resting, going to bed at night was down is the only time that we heal. In a matter of about eight months, I went from 120 pounds to 247 pounds. Searching for an answer for that weight issue and no one could give it to me. But at the root of that, was really stressed and not being able to eat well because I was all under stress, thus wanting salty foods and then sweet foods and walking away from the diet that had kept me healed for so very
0: long. Okay, okay. Boy, you do have a story. And with that, I'm going to say, if you'd like to join in our conversation with Dr. Gail Young, 888. 888- And again, this is WAMJ Digital Broadcasting with Janice, your radio talk show on October the 9th. Um, We also have another guest and um, Miss uh, Lakita Smith. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself to our audience and then we'll blend both guests together. Introduce yourself, Miss um, Smith. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lakita Smith, and I am the
1: executive director of a Better Living Society, which is located in East Baton Rouge Parish, and promote mental wellness for minority women and also just people in the community in general, but that is our focus population. So. And I just want to say thank you for allowing me this opportunity to come on as a guest and just to discuss mental wellness and how essential it is for us to recognize the morning songs and how essential it is for us to understand that this is not a do-over. We have only one opportunity in life to get things right and to make things better not just for ourselves, but for the people that love us, our supporters, and the people in the community. If you are, um, you know, an advocate in the community, those people that rely on you, the day-to-day, our children, everyone.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'm just so proud to have you uh, on our show today today. Um, um, Miss Smith and we'll gather all your information at the end of the show and again our topic for today is what are you eating and um, that is a very broad topic which encompasses a whole lot of things um, and we're looking at um, individuals from a holistic standpoint just not one area. With that we're just going to take a brief break uh, and we'll be back. with your host Janice at WAMJ Radio Talk Show. If you want to listen in on your phone, please call in at 701-719-4207. Again, that's 701-719-4207 if you want to listen. If you want to be involved and join us in our conversation and discussions, Call 888-627-6008. Again, 888-627-6008. And, of course, our topic for today on October the 9th is what are you eating? And we have uh, two professional women, one a mental health um, uh, practitioner and The other, a nutrition or holistic wellness practice, and we're going to, um, uh, Miss Smith, we're going to allow you to go on and finish uh, your introduction. Sure. So,
1: um, just to give you some background about a benevolent society, I decided to incorporate after seven eight years of trying to decide how I can meet that gap in a community and what services I could provide because I've always volunteered I've been volunteering since a child I grew up in New Orleans with my grandparents and we did criminal justice reform we done health and wellness um, homeless veterans anything that was a need to improve the community we were involved in it and growing up it was so imperative that
0: you know we practice being community servants. So can you, that can Miss um, Smith, tell us what Kojic means? Kojic is Church of God in Christ. Okay, all right, <laughs> yeah, because everybody doesn't know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's right. It's non-denominational, and growing up in such a strict religion in Christianity, serving the people was the day in and day out. It was just like breathing. And as an adult, I developed that passion. And bringing a Bella La Femme society to life was just one of the greatest moments of my life, actually, to be able to serve as a capacity of promoting mental wellness. And when I say mental wellness, spiritually, physically, mentally, wholeheartedly, it's so many people that may have one aspect and lacking another, and still, you know, it, it impedes on your life. So what we're set to do is, and our focus is, to educate, empower, and inspire women of our community well, to do better me, in every aspect. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Miss um, Smith. You know, recently, um, even though we're heard in many other uh, venues across the world, but we're based here out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, East Baton Rouge Parish or county, however you'd like to say it. We recently had an incident last week where a 13-year-old committed suicide at one of the local middle schools here. And um, the siblings actually found um, their brother um, yes. who had hung himself in the closet. Uh, can you elaborate on that? And I just, you know, it's just such a tragic situation. Yes, sure. Um, actually, I want to say condolence to the family and the
1: friends if they are listening or if anyone is suffering, you know, from vicarious trauma, dealing with that Um, incident. It was so tragic and I actually know of the family and one thing I must say is that the mom did actually reach out to um, the faculty at the school to discuss this. This child was very active. This child was involved in several different organizations around the city and for this to happen um, this is something that needs to be a discussion at dinner. Families need to talk more about this. This child did bring light of the situation, and the school did not do their part. So how do we, as people in the community and family members, come together so we could be preventative?
0: Because we don't want to be proactive. We want to be preventative. Exactly. And with this, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I wanted to say, um, if anyone at the in the school setting identified anything that could have um, potentially alerted them to the fact that he had a lot of issues going on. I don't know if he was bullied or what, but um, I just just it's just hard to imagine that a child would go into the closet and hang himself at the age of 13, and uh, f- according to the newspaper, he was just such a beautiful child very
1: he was a dancer he was very involved and actually yeah he was being bullied and um when the mom um right after the discovery of um him hanging the mom actually reached out to the school and she was told not to come they didn't want to meet with the mom they didn't want to meet with her
0: oh my god and do you do you this suspect is- why
1: I'm suspecting because of the accountability and that you know the liability of having someone that is so young that was troubled that's in your care and you didn't have any crisis plans, anything um, in in state to ensure that this child's safety was not jeopardized. So whatever transpired that led to him to hang himself is just something that, that, that that's going to be uncovered. It's going to be uncovered, and Mom is, is she has full support of the community. Um, I haven't spoken with her, but I have spoken to um, one of her sisters, and so we're definitely supporting her, and we're going to support her because she needs answers. And Mom is a beautiful person, um, you know. His siblings, you know, can you just imagine the trauma that's associated
0: with this? Oh my God! I can. I. It's hard to imagine how the if the siblings, other siblings, uh, discovered him hanging in the closet. I just can't – it's hard to wrap your head around all of that. And I was a little bit thrown off by the, uh, the advocate, the newspaper that indicated that the eye care team was going into the school to provide counseling for the, some of the teachers and fellow students, but there was no mention about anyone going to provide intervention for that family and those other children. Uh-huh. Mhm. So do well, you know anything thing. about that and how the eye care team or what they do um, so that our audience will know? Because we don't want the same thing to happen again within the next few months. And, you know, um, through observation and assessment and all of that, sometimes children are not able, children or adults, are not able to express um, really what's going on, but somebody should have noticed something. That is correct. And so let me just tell you about my background with eye care.
1: I collaborated with eye care over a year ago, and I will go into at risk schools and deal with eye care through an agency that I was working for through the state of Louisiana and provide counseling service and mentorship with this organization through eye care and through um, an agency called Wraparound. So to my knowledge, eye care came in to assess risky behaviors. But as far as bullying, I don't think that that was a main focus. Um, it was more about prevention on um illicit drug use and things of that nature. But I don't recall them being a forefront of bullying.
0: And bullying goes on. It starts uh, very young. Some of the kids in uh, preschool bully each other. That's right. That is
1: right. And just the fact that, um, you know, being in a conversation when this first tragic incident happened, talking to our circle of supporters in the community and directly getting the information from the family that this was an issue that was brought to the attention of the school. This was an issue that was addressed.
0: Okay, so this was was something that they were aware of, maybe that uh, others were bullying him.
1: That's right, and that's why they didn't want to speak to mom after she, you know, let them know, hey, this is what happened. And she was told not to come to the school. And she actually shared it on her Facebook. She actually um, had other people advocating and saying the same thing directly from her, and her child is gone. And so as a community, we suffer from communal trauma because that could have been my child. I don't have any kids, but I have a goddaughter and a godson. That I love very, very dearly, like my own, and I just can't imagine the pain of knowing. And I have siblings. I can't imagine finding my siblings.
0: Well, would you share with us, Miss <laughs> um, Smith, um, your number so that if any of our audience is listening and within our local area here uh, in Louisiana? That uh, they can contact you and they may be in another state who knows sometimes individuals might be in Virginia or somewhere and they don't want to talk to anyone within their uh, small community. They'd rather reach out to individuals who uh, are far away, but to try to also get help. Okay, so share, sure. with, uh, share that number before we go mm-hmm. back to uh, Dr. Gale. Sure. My number is area code
1: 225-205-9463. Again, that's 225-205-9463. My email address is contact at ablsociety.org.
0: Okay, and repeat that email address again, please.
1: That's contact
0: at ablsociety.org. All right. Thank you so much, Ms. Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, a lot of work to do. Um, it's uh, And we're Thank very you. grateful within this community that we have individuals like you who know how to assess and implement plans where you can intervene and prevent this kind of stuff because all of us have children or, or grandchildren, uh and and I just I just I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine. Yes, That's a heavy burden to bear. Um and not only that, I just wanted to add we
1: also do mental wellness scholarships for minority women and the scholarships you can find on our website at ABL Society dot org and we go live January first, twenty twenty. And so fantastic. the scholarships are set the scholarships are set up to alleviate the hardships and to try to serve as a love offering for communal traumas that we're suffering. You know, the the police, everything that's happening with police killings, and just the nature of being black and trying to survive in a in a, in a society that tell us we're less than human.
0: Yeah, you know, and you're breaking up a poverty. little bit. Um, are you okay. close to you're breaking up just a little? Um, okay, so that's clearer.
1: Yeah, what that's that's
0: better. But okay. tell the audience again uh, about the scholarship so that they make sure they. Uh, and do they have to be within this state of Louisiana? Oh, no, they don't have to be. Oh
1: no, ma'am, they don't have to be in this state at all. So the mental wellness scholarship will, will go live January the first, twenty twenty, at twelve eighteen a.m. And basically, you have to be a minority woman, and it ranges. So you can check out the website at ablsociety.org for the criteria, because okay. each scholarship is different.
0: Go a little bit slower with that website so individuals can um, uh, have an opportunity to write it down if they're listening. If you repeat yes, it ma'am. again. ABL
1: society, ABL org.
0: Okay Oh thank you so and they much And you also can
1: follow me they, they can also follow me on Instagram And my Instagram is the same as ABL Society And our Facebook is A Bella Love Femme Society That's A-B-E-L-L-A
0: L-A-S-E-M-M-E
1: Society
0: Say that once again For our audience please
1: Yes, ma'am. A Bella B E L L A Society. And that's on Facebook. And you can also follow me on my personal page, which is Lakita M Smith. And that's L A K E T A
0: M M Smith alright miss Smith you have a wonderful mission that you're trying to do in the community and uh, for our audience um, you can contact uh, Miss Smith it doesn't you don't have to live in the state of Louisiana uh, to make contact with her for uh, recommendations or to engage in uh, the launching of the scholarship fund that they will be hosting uh, on mental health. And it, you said the launch date is in
1: 2020? Yes. Yes. Okay. January 1st. All right. January 1st.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, we are so happy to have you. And um, our audience, you're listening Please call in, join the conversation, join the discussion, and you're on WAMJ Radio Talk Show with your host, Janice. Please, um, next we'll go on and go to Dr. Gail uh, Young to make sure that she has an opportunity to tell us more about her practice and how uh, individuals near or far can engage with her.
1: Today, the topic
0: is, what are you eating?
1: And we can think of what are you eating as physically what I'm eating, right? Correct. Emotionally what I'm eating. So, Lakita and I are in the same building. And today, I learned something from her that she grew up Kojic. So, I grew up Kojic. (laughs) <laughs> it's all I've ever known. But from the very first moment that I met her, before I even knew exactly what her practice was and what her nonprofit was, I knew that what she had in her and what, what she was about, I wanted that in my life, that I want, wanted to eat on that. I wanted her to be a part of my daily nourishment. And she has been just that. And so (laughs) when we talk about what you're eating, it's who's nourishing you. Before we can talk about food and any other thing to do with our physical health, we have to focus on our emotional and our mental health because that's the foundation that sustains us so we can make sustainable changes to our physical health, our diet and our lifestyle. But the piece that's critical is what nourishment are you getting from your environment and yes. the people that are in your environment? Kita nourishes me with her affection. What does that look like? It looks like A, her respect for me. B, a hug. Always comforting and empowering words. And the fact that she makes my business her business. She's concerned about my needs as a businesswoman, as a woman, as an African American woman, as someone who's on the forefront, also trying to help others be well. I'm empowered because she's confident she's doing it for other people. She's been well nourished in her youth and in her home. I've seen her with her mate, her husband. I see the nourishment he gives her and the nourishment she gives him. And so I'm saying this to say the most critical aspect of what we're talking about with suicide, how schools respond to suicide, what leaves our children to feel despair, what leaves adults to feel despair. What is the root cause of disease? It's the dis-ease from not having critical love nourishment, affection nourishment, someone who understands you. As a youth, it can be very difficult to share all of your heart's pain with your parents. Sometimes it feels like they just don't understand. I know firsthand what it's like to be 15. I know firsthand what it's like to be 15 and not want to live. What it's like to be 15 and in a religion that supports life in every aspect in a home with people who love the Lord. We pray together, worship together, playing musical instruments, singing in the choir, going to Bible study, vacation Bible school, being a Bible scholar and having Circumstances in your life that make you feel like they're so insurmountable and no one would understand that I'm better off not being here. Organizations like Lakita's, friendship like what she offers me. Friendship that we offer children and understanding cannot be underscored. People need to be heard, to be paid attention to, to be validated, to be touched, to be assured. Wherever you are on your journey in life, this juncture is a good one. That if you're getting up in the morning and you're putting one foot in front of the other and you're breathing and you're alive, that means you're essential to somebody here. And your life is worth it. And so this is what I want everyone to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner before you ever go to Whole Foods or ever go to Target. (laughs) First, First, get up and encourage yourself in the Lord. Find something, if it's not your Bible, that you can read and meditate on every day. There is life in the word of God. The mere fact that the Lord said to the children of Israel that I am your God who healeth thee, if that's all you know, is enough to assure us that I can make it. I have someone that I can believe in, call on, who cares about me. If your religion is not Christianity, do not believe in the God of the Bible that we do. Find something that's higher than you, that you believe in. Surround yourself, number two with people who nourish you. I say this all the time. I refuse to eat with people that don't love me and cause me angst, whose talk and walk is so different from mine that eating with them is a stressor. Eating is the time that we nourish ourselves. A part of my nourishment is who I'm eating with. I can eat with Lakita all day long. (laughs) I I just ate with her on Saturday at a juice love fest that we co-hosted here in Baton Rouge. It was a pleasant time.
0: And can you share with us, can you share with us, uh, Dr. Young, the, because um, um, I want to know a, a little bit more about the event you all held. Okay. So that event started with the laughter in our belly.
1: It started with us getting together, finding joy, and giving each other joy. And so I just do this right quick before I delve into that. Laughter in your belly simply means that you have your own strength and your own dignity and you believe that anything you want to accomplish, that you can. And then because you have that joy, that means that you can attract people into your life who want to help you be well and you can help them. And so Pete is my attraction partner. And so we believe in holistic health from the top to the bottom. And juicing is one of juicing nutrients. Juicing, we're talking specifically about vegetables, is one of the best ways to nourish your body because I can't eat five pounds of veggies in a day. Most of us don't food well enough to extrapolate and break down the fibrous walls of vegetables to get the juice. But we juice. So juicing vegetables changed my physical captivity, created wellness in me because I can drink that juice and it just feels like dynamite. You going <laughs> like the whole body. Does it always look good it does taste good. So Saturday, we invited people to come out and learn how to love vegetables. We made homemade dressings with our immersion blender. We um, made a big, giant salad with broccoli, cauliflower, shallot, red onion, sesame seeds, um, kelp, granules salt in our iodine that like women need so much for their thyroid, men need as well for their prostate and we had lettuce and then we had cabbage and <laughs> we had green juices the guys made the green juice my husband led that effort and my husband grew up in, in Louisiana, out in the country in St. James and he ate, you know Pig in every pot of beans, and he never had a vegetable that was alive. It was always smothered, and sometimes you can even tell what that vegetable was. Seeing me heal, he changed his lifestyle as well, and now he manages our male sort of juicing entity of the business. And so we're hoping that Kita's husband um, joins him soon. Keita So, my um, my husband did the juicing, he did the salad, and everybody there had a good. We hardly had, we had no juice leftovers, <laughs> and we brought him <laughs> a cup
0: well, when, of salad. Can, can I ask this, Doctor uh, uh, Young? So, when you're juicing, you have just a regular blender, or is there a special uh, blender that individuals need to get? Uh, if they are interested in juicing? Well, our preference, Janice, is to use a juicer
1: because it's designed to send the pulp and fiber one way and the juice the other way, whereas the blender, you're still trying to drain that pulp out, and so we want this juice to bypass of having to chew necessarily. So we like a Breville juicer as a base juicer because, A, it's affordable, about 160 If you buy it at Bed Bath & Beyond, you get a 20% off coupon, and they're on It's an easy cleanup, and it can encourage you, because of an easy cleanup and the price, to get in and out of a juice at least three or four times a day. We like to juice fresh. If you are a person who can't juice fresh, we suggest you just take your juice and put it into a container where there's very little Air left at the top so that it doesn't begin to oxidize so quickly and have that juice consumed during the day. If people yeah. never do anything else, they never get to the meal of how to prepare organic food, turn down the temperatures, don't eat um, inflammatory foods like corn and gluten and canola oil and soy oil and vegetable oils, all those things. You can reverse so many diseases and discomforts emotionally from juicing live, fresh, green juice. Is that a lime or a lemon into it? You like to use spinach, kale, dandelion. Dandelion greens, everybody may not be familiar with, but they're just like weeds. You actually see them in your yard, but our yards have Roundup in them. So we don't pull those, <laughs> but we eat the dandelion greens, and they are considered the new chemotherapy on the holistic side of medicine. Hmm. They're that powerful.
0: And what do they do? Is uh, they detox your body, or what?
1: They hydrate you. They detox your body. They causes they cause cells. That are, um, acidic and precancerous to die a cell death. And they cause our cells that are just saying, belong to have renewed life. It's great for your skin. It's a liver detoxifying type of herb. So people drink dandelion tea as well as eat the dandelion greens and salads, we do that, as well as juice the dandelion greens. So hmm. if there's this one food you shouldn't be without in your life, dandelion, in any form you can get it, even if it's a tincture that you just make a tea out of or just put in your water.
0: Well, I've heard you talk a lot about, uh, because uh, our show will be ending, uh, last week I ran over, because I talk so much, but um, well, sure show will be ending in about uh, less than five minutes, but what I'd like for you to share, while um, both you and Ms. Smith were talking, I started writing on my pad, and I did it like a, uh, a pie in fourths, and everything we do to have uh, wellness, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you look at the mm-hmm. physical. You look at the mental. You look at the emotional. That's three three uh, parts of the pie. And you look at the spiritual. That's whether individuals. Um, uh, worship a higher power. Um, mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. Uh, because we're not. Uh, ones to judge. On how a person worship. Or doesn't worship. Uh, but. Is that, um, I guess, the goal um, that we're trying to get to is physical, mental, emotional, as well as spiritual when you look at what are you eating? Because as you explained earlier, eating is not just consuming things through our our mouth that goes to our gut.
1: That's right. So, I like to start with spiritual. And Janice, you're absolutely. It doesn't matter what you believe in, but you must believe in something that's bigger than you. Something or someone. There are many cultures and religions. We just happen to be Christians. Not by just happen to be, but that's our choice. So we believe in God and that's our help. Always in the time of trouble. For physical mental, emotional, I like to think of it this way. The science of epigenetics, which says we can defy our genes, is called defying your DNA. I practiced that model at Laugh-In-Your-Belly Wellness. And the D in DNA stands for detox. It's not just physical detox, but it's also the detoxification of those things that don't serve us mentally, emotionally, and physically. Sometimes that's people. Sometimes that's a thought life. Sometimes that's a pattern of talking about things that are always negative and not encouraging myself to look on good things. The N stands for nourishment, detox and nourishment. Nourishment emotionally, nourishment through good food and water, fruit, vegetables, meals, and a whole food meal that don't contain toxins like genetically modified foods and non-organic foods. And the A-E-N-A is adaption. How do I adapt to my terrain in life? Someone says something that makes me feel uncomfortable. Do I jump and choose anger? Or am I able to be agile in life and not carry extra stress in my life? And so when when you talk about the pie, I see, feel, and live the pie. And that pie is what helps us not to become our genes, but to become the person we were created to be. And that person is whole, balanced, and well.
0: Oh, I love it. Um, just before we close out, um, Dr. Young, and I don't know if uh, Ms. Smith is still with us um, as our guest, but could you please give your, um, uh, the name of your practice as well as uh, contact numbers for our audience? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: My practice is laughter in your belly wellness in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My phone number is 225-443-9355. And 935 spells whale. So it's 225 225- 443
0: well. And your website, please.
1: He is working on my website right now, but it's going to be Laughter in Your Belly Wellness. But my email address is Gale, G A Y L E, at Laughter in Your Belly Wellness.
0: Fantastic. I'm
1: I'm sorry, at laughterinyourbelly.com. I'm encouraging your clients. Your, your listeners to reach out to me. I want to be that person that helps you live life
0: well. Very. Um, I think we've had a fantastic show. We have about one minute left. And in that one minute, I want to close out with a prayer. And all individuals who may be hurting and are thinking about suicide, please talk to someone. Um, in closing, be personal. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And that is out of the book of Isaiah 41 and 10. Thank you so much for joining our show on today. And again, that's WAMJ Digital Broadcasting with your host, Janice. And thank our guests. Uh, Dr. Gail Young and Miss Lakita Smith. That's the it end of our pleasure. show. Thank you so much. Thank you both. You're welcome. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.